Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Boom hits it to deep left. That might send the Yankees to the World Series. Boom, a hero in game seven. Clemens has set a Major League record for strikeouts in a game. Derek Jeter with one of the most unbelievable plays you will ever see by a shortstop. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Welcome back to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. I'm John Senecal. This is Brian Shackman. And this is off-season edition. Yep. We're talking and we got the fire going, kind of hot yep. stove edition. If you, if you hear crackling, <laughs> it's, it's a fireplace. We look like uh, we're at the Masters or something. But uh, yeah, this is the hot stove and we're heated by the fire. We got a couple of major things to talk the biggest about. biggest thing is he's back. Alex Cora, back as the manager. Thunk it. A huge part of the sign-stealing scandal in Houston, pretty much said, I decided not to bring it with me, and the investigation, but the investigation- <laughs> Now that I've been caught, I decided not no, to no, bring but, it with me. But the investigation bore that out, that he yeah. wasn't doing it in Boston, and, and took off a year, and- Who did they, who was the patsy they got for that in Boston? No one even remembers that what, dude. Ron Renicky? No, no, no. The Patsy they blame the, the cheating thing in Boston on. I don't even remember. It was some, it was some assistant GM. <laughs> it wasn't even an assistant yeah. GM. It was like the, the traveling. It was like the George Costanza. I never thought that they would bring him back. No, Especially I didn't Kyan either. Especially Bloom came in. It wasn't his guy. And it was just like, boom, we don't even care. Like, they, they, they jumped face first into the water with that Which one. makes you think it was in play the whole time. They probably told him. You're going to go, you're going to disappear, and you'll be back. I remember there being rumblings that, that he might be back and that he had a better chance than anyone to come back. But then like, the Tigers wasted no time, that smug son of a bitch, A.J. Hinn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, here's the way, way I look at it, is that uh, Alex Cora is loved by the players, loved by the fans. He's good. And he's loved by the owners. But wait, Chaim Bloom, if you, if you took him... And took him in, gave him some true serum. He'd probably say he wanted his own guy. He wanted a Kevin Cash type, whether it's Sam Fold or somebody else. But you know what? It shows you two things. I think it's that the players, the they feel like they need to make the players happy, especially guys like Rafael Devers and Xander Bogarts and and Eduardo Rodriguez. And so and that and the ownership group said, listen, we want him. And they said, listen, what do you have to do? So Chaim Bloom, I think, had to take it. He just yeah. had to say, deal with it. And he's but he's smart though, because if he made a stink about it, then he, he he's gonna lose his, his job. Yeah. And the bottom line is, is you want your players happy. And 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 Cora is a good manager, although like there's a lot of arguments that he didn't after 18 that next season was not a good season. Yeah. And he didn't manage the team particularly well. But I, th- I thought the fix was in. They just said, listen, you just disappear, disappear. Absolutely. When you come back, show a crap ton of humility, and we can pull this off. And everybody loves second chances. I mean, it happens all the time in sports and in life. I mean, there's really nothing wrong. I mean, listen, they cheated. He was a big part of it. Like, everybody knows it now. Like, I hate it. I mean, they jacked the Yankees. But still, at the same time, I mean, what are you going to do? He's one of the best candidates out there no matter what. I mean, it's not like he killed somebody. 
I always, but to me, it's always interesting about who gets second chances and who doesn't, right? Right. About who, but I mean, he showed the humility. It's like, well, maybe if Clemens had just come clean, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know. Do I you, mean, do you think different times, different measures, though? If we weren't in the middle of a pandemic and everybody wasn't so freaking sensitive in life in general now, and everybody wasn't just like wanting happy news, do you think he would have gotten a second chance? I don't know. That's a really good point. Whether it's just we needed something to feel good about. Or redemption story. But at the same time, it's like you said, the, the fans liked him, the players liked him, so like, why not give the people what they like? Well, that to me is the one place where I get, it gets a little sticky for me, is that if it's just because the players like him and, and the fans like him, that we'll turn a blind eye on something that we wouldn't have for somebody else. But you know, I know A.J. Hinch got the job in Detroit, but I, I don't know. I just feel like we, if we like the person, we give them a ton of breaks. And, and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a second chance. I believe in second chances. I'm just saying that if the guy wasn't so likable, or even if the players didn't like him, he probably wouldn't wouldn't have gotten that second chance. So no, I, I think it it adds intrigue to everything because you know, listen, a lot of people think the Yankees have done some cheating too. So I think everybody's that, done some cheating somehow. I'm sure at some level somebody's got something. It might not be buzzers and tattoos and <laughs> you know what I mean, but still at the same time. But, like, like, I mean, second chances. The Yankees were ripe with them when, we, when I was growing up. It was yeah. like Steve Howe, Daryl Strawberry, Dwight Gooden. It was like they were just handing out second chances. Well, even Billy Martin. Yeah, it's four, four, five four, yeah four or five, exactly. <laughs> Billy's back. Billy's back. The other Billy's thing, I, back. before we get to the teams and free agency and stuff like that, and, of course, you're listening to uh, fan base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports, Brian Shackman and John Senecal here with you with a bit of a hot stove edition. I, for me personally, this, this Kim Ang being the GM of the Marlins, is not just interesting because she's the first female GM. I think this whole Jeter thing, the Derek Jeter thing is really interesting. The two of the top three positions in that organization now are held by females. And, and former Yankees. Yeah. I well, mean, two of them. Well, Ang, Ang was, you know, she was the assistant GM under Cashman when she was 28 or 29 years old. Um, so it took like basically 20 years for her to get a GM job. Everyone, she's a lifer. And she's good, I'm told. And she was analytics before it was that sexy. So I, I guess for me, like I, I never, I've never loved Jeter, not just because he played for the Yankees, but I always thought like he was too careful and crafted about his image. Like I just, it was. Yeah, but this is like the ultimate image booster. But, but you know what? It's something that helps everybody, not just like the him. team. The team has a little buzz, right? They made the playoffs. Mattingly, former Yankee, wins the Manager of the Year. Um, You've got the guy that everybody loves, Jeter, run it, so-called running things, even though he owns like 1% of right, the team. But still. but still, right? Like, you know, Magic Johnson, you put the yeah. face out there, you smile. But, you know, when you can say, you know, Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter, you know, you're boosting the team. And then this is a big move. I mean, it's a first of a first. Um, it's, she's Asian. I mean, it's like you're, you're, dot, you're checking all the boxes. Yeah. And I think that for him, it, it didn't, now that I think about it, it didn't take as much courage to do it there as other places. But the fact that he met her in 1998, kept up that relationship, and then they brought her in as the first female GM. And I actually think that now in the modern era, it is so much easier to do this because it's so much is related to analytics, A, yep. and B, they've created a new job. GMs are not what they were. Like, Heim Bloom is not the GM of the Red Sox. He's like the president of baseball right. operations, but he's really the GM. Right, he's basically so like nine underlings. they another guy, the GM, who does maybe the crap work, right. and then the, the, the head of baseball ops does the cool stuff and gets the free agents and then and has gets the, the credit. Right, so and I the discredit too. I don't know what the uh, the the chain of command is in, in uh, with the Miami Marlins, but the bottom line is the GM job is not the number one baseball ops Who job. Who owns anymore. the Marlins now? I don't know what the ownership group is. 
I just know Jeter is the manager, you know, not the managing partner. But <laughs> I know it's not the Miami Dade City no. Council that owns him. But this cool stuff, you got basically Yankees South with, with the Marlins, right? You got Mattingly and Jeter. The Yankees, we're going to talk about what they're going to do. The, the Mets are all of a sudden stealing headlines oh in my New God. York with and, Steve Cohen. And, he, and he's like a rock star now. They love him. They like love that. him. And he came in, he was like, I mean, it wasn't like huge moves, but it was like minor league deal, minor league deal, minor league deal, minor league deal. He's just grabbing all these guys, and now he's like, he, he's going to jump in. You know he's going to jump in. He's got cash. And like Marcus Stroman, I don't know if he would have gotten $19 million in the open market, but I like him. Yeah. I like Marcus Stroman. But Stroman was like, and he might have, he, maybe he was going to take the tender anyway, but he's like, that press conference is so good, I'm going to sign my tender. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's gonna well, come. maybe he also you know, looks at it like, this guy's legit. Maybe, you know, a good faith, good faith, you know? I come out, or I don't even have to start the season. Maybe I get an extension. So the question is, who do they take away from the Yankees and the Red Sox? Because, you know, like George, for me, George Springer is the guy I want, but everyone says he's going to go to the Mets now. I, I couldn't see DJ going to, over there. No? Why not? I could see him. They could trade El, El Stinky to him, but then they got, they got... Who's their catcher? You don't think that... You don't think that this new owner, this big... Would love to slap the Yankees in the totally. face and get DJ? I, I mean, money talks for a lot of people, but, I mean, honestly, I think... They, I mean, the Yankees are not going to let DJ LeMahieu go. I mean, that... It's not a smart thing. Like, the guy's proven. He can hit, he can play, and he can play in New York. Fans love him. Fans love him. So what is it going to cost? I mean, I'm guessing he's going to want a five-year deal, right? You think he's, 30, he's th turning 32? He's going to want a five-year deal. So, like, five, 125? I mean, he's going to want $20 million a year, right? He's going to want $20 million a year. I he, want that. What? I mean, but you think he'll get that? I think the longer the contract, the lesser the money. I think the shorter the contract, the more money. I could see Yankees offering him three years, $60 million, and then maybe an option on the fourth year. I'm, I'm afraid that the Yankees don't want to give him five years because he'll be 37 at the end of his contract. And there, there's so much, been so much talk about these big contracts and then the uncertainty of you know, the corona and all that crap. Um, but, I mean, DJ, you know what you're getting with. You're not going out and dumping a bunch of money on a pitcher that's going to blow his elbow out, possibly, and only start every five days. Um, you're going to get a solid player. He's, 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 a, he's a gamer. So you think you'd handicap it. What's the percentage that he stays with the Yankees? 75. Okay. And what else? What's need number two for them? You've got to get rid of Gary. Gary's just, he's got to go. But his, his stock is so low now, coming off these last two years, even though he was an all-star two years ago, which is shocking. Um, you're going to have to throw him in some package. I don't know. Can you flip him in a deal with Lindor? Can you trade him to the Mets? Can you trade him? I don't know. I mean, somebody, somebody will take him because of the potential. Maybe it's a thing in New York. I just don't think he's really that good. You know, it's funny. The last thing I have to say about the Yankees, I, I honestly, from what I've seen, and I don't follow them like you do, I think they have to get rid of Chapman. I do. Chapman's got like one more year on his deal. I, I, would, I, would, I don't want him as my closer. And the thing is, he throws hard, and 90% of the time he's solid, but you know what? And I don't say this personally. This is not like he is like this, but he's a loser. Yeah. And he, you know what I mean? Like, he, there's, he throws he has, hard. He, has he throws he, hard, and that's it. He hasn't done anything. Well, and he's also Yankee. been terrible in clutch situations. True. So I, I think if you want to win, I think culturally that's something you need to change because he, in, in big spots in a couple of years in a row, he has totally screwed the pooch. And but are they going to be able to get rid of these guys and take their money? Because there's 
teams out there aren't going to take that contract. No, and, and, that's, and, and that's then you can, the Yankees can't eat all that money and then turn around and try to sign these guys. I think Cashman's a great GM, but I think this is where it runs into a problem. And I, I, I honestly think they will not win a World Series with a Raldis Chapman as their closer. I just maybe I'm wrong, but I've, I've typecast him, but I've seen enough of him just throw up on himself in a big spot that I don't I don't think he's the guy. Yeah, yeah, he, he definitely throws up on himself. I, mean, I agree, I agree. It's a, but then again, you know, the Yankees have been spoiled rottenly for closers. I mean, you just sat there for like 15 years and just went like this, and it was just yeah, a, but you know what, they deserve somebody who's, who's legit, and it's the But Yankees. who out there is legit? Find somebody. Listen, they. There's nobody. Nobody in baseball is a closer anymore. Like that. That that is going to have longevity. Like these guys are great, right. and then they're great for four, three or four years. I mean, look at how many teams out there are switching their closers every season. Right. So you find some guy in Double A who's got good. But the problem is the Yankees, the Yankees, it's what sucks about the Yankees is you just can't do that, which is stupid. They always have to have like the guy or they, or they coddle him like Jabba Chamberlain and, 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 you know, puppet the hell out of him instead of just grabbing him and bringing him up. Like they just, it's something about the Yankees that kind of is like a shot in the arm. It kind of sucks. Yeah. Interesting. I, I just, I I just want to bring that up. And that's, that, that's talking to your point about Chapman. It's like. Can you just go out there and can you just, they always have to have like, it seems like, oh, we got, they got to go out and get the next guy. Like, oh, well, Bauer's available. They got to sign him. Yeah. Cole's available. You got to sign him. Well, it's like, well, you can't just keep signing these guys and then think you're going to have money to run a team. But the Yankees have always been that way. Go always. Back, go back to Dave Winfield. Well, I know. I mean, like, just, that's the thing. They've always been like that. And that's like, you have to like keep up that marquee like thing. And that's why I think part of it being a general manager like Cashman, yeah, like, a lot of these moves don't pan out because a lot of these guys are way overrated because they're coming off of right. one or two good years. I also Remember that, Danny Tartable? Sure, of course. Right. The guy played for like a minute. I think that these guys also, some of these guys get, like with Ellsbury, I, I don't know, he's injury prone, but they finally get the money. And like, they shut it, it off. It's, but it's human nature. I'm not blaming them necessarily. They but kick like, back. They're different. Some guys can't stay hungry with that Money, and I'm not even saying I could. I'm not judging it. I'm right. just saying that sometimes when you it's get it's easy that, to turn into panda. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. He's still playing too. That son of a bitch. I can't no, believe he's, it. He's and he was in the playoffs he's again. Finally off the books with the Red Sox. Dude, that guy has got more World Series rings and more playoff experience and more money for being and more, so more body fat and doing. He and might just, be the, one of the most hated athletes Boston's seen in the last twenty God, years. God, and that guy is just rolling in it. Can you imagine living that guy's life when he? Signed. I was uh, I, I, I was covering opening day uh, at Fenway for for the NBC in Boston, and uh, I went into the pro shop and they're like, "What's selling the best?" They're like these little panda hats. Like, yeah, he was. They promoted. What well, the was in San Francisco? They were all over the place. They were wearing them. Yeah, out there. And then he was <laughs> gone in a hot minute. Listen, before we wrap things up, I want to talk about the Sox because we mentioned George Springer. Uh, if they don't sign JBJ, I still think somebody else is going to outbid the Red Sox. I think he's going to go to the Mets. I think Springer's going to go to the Mets. And I think but that he, means JBJ doesn't go to the Mets, so may, maybe JBJ doesn't go anywhere. I think he comes back to the Red Sox. You do. Again, he's another guy, and we talked about having the token too. But is he worth fifteen million? Each? He's not gonna get that. Come on, he no might. way. He sucks, dude. He'll never get that. He's probably top five center fielders defensively in baseball. Get out of here with this noise. Defensively, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
Gary Sanchez throws out what twenty five percent of his runners, and he's still got he's still making seven million a year. Let's say you think George Springer goes to the Mets. That I think the Mets are going to go bit. crazy. I mean, why not? If that guy, if this guy has all this money and he outright owns the team, and he don't care. But he's not stupid. I don't think he wants to necessarily blow it out. No, in the first no, no, no. Year. He's, he's going to be smart, but at the same time, like I don't think he cares about paying a luxury tax. And you hear every year with the Yankees and Steinbrenners, like, oh, we're going to get another luxury tax. And you're like, you know, if they have a shot at getting after it, do something. they are not going to worry about the luxury See, tax. See, I assumed that the Red Sox would go after Springer and lose JBJ. But you're I, saying the market for JBJ isn't as healthy as I think it is, and Springer's going to the Mets. Okay, so that's Well, here's the deal with JBJ, right? He has to go to a team that can absorb his bat, right? How many teams can absorb his bat? Now, hopefully, the, the, for him, someone like him, maybe, the, you know, like, the DH is still sticking around so he can get on a team where they can absorb that, you know? But if he's not going to go to the National League... Interesting. And Everyone's and, still waiting for him to become a hitter. Because his swing is awesome. He's got a great-looking swing. Well, he's got the left-handed swing and stuff. He is an amazing outfielder. Like, there's no debate about that. But looking at baseball nowadays, it's like... How many teams can hide that? Like, right. you need people to produce. You need your center fielder to go 20-80 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think in the, everyone's talking about the Yankees who got a trade for Lindor. Um, they're giving up on Glaber. I mean, Glaber's not a free agent for 2025. I mean, his stock is good right now. Um, it's not as good as it was last year. Um, but I think if you can get after Lindor, but you're going to have to sign him because he's a free agent after See, next year. I think next year, I, I don't think the Red Sox can become a contender in one offseason. I think they're... Holes are that. I, I think loss, losing bets, which is still immeasurable, and I, I think that they just have too many holes and they're too thin at starter. Even if Eduardo Rodriguez comes back, even if Chris Sale comes back, I still think that it's, their it's starter health. are too short. So I, I think that the Yankees, this is their window. I actually think that they need to go after it this year. They need DJ back. I think they can work around the other stuff. They got to get DJ back. Hopefully Severino comes back healthy. You got Clark Schmidt. You might be able to mix in. Uh, I'm guessing Tanaka will come back. I don't. Th- I think he's going to come back to the Yankees. I think he'll sign him. Pretty discounted rate as far as what money. You know. He, I mean, he had a big contract on the front end. They right. gave him a lot of money up for the times. Um, so I think you know. Again, but he could probably go somewhere else too. He's a solid pitcher. But all right. So give me your top two. Uh, we've already talked about, we sum it up, your, your top two things that are going to happen for the Yankees in this offseason. All right, I'm going to say got it, they'll re-sign DJ, and I'm going to go crazy on this one. Trevor Bauer, one year, $40 million. Why? Why would he do that? Because of the COVID. Uncertainty. Come back one year, and he's just crazy enough to do it. And what if he comes out and wins a Cy Young with the Yankees? And the Yankees are like, shit. I think, he would, I think New York would love that guy. I mean, I think that... There's rumors that him and Cole didn't get along at UCLA. Oh, really? I mean, they're... Dude, if you and I... If this show show hit it big, there'd be rumors that you and I didn't get along. But but Bauer's an alpha. I mean, I could see him coming into a locker room and stirring up the pot. So that's an interesting thing. I mean, listen, the core thing is the biggest news of the offseason. Obviously, it's kind of a slam dunk to say what happens in center field. I think the more I read about the Mets, the more depressed I am because, you know, George Springer went to UConn. It's a good story. As you mentioned off camera and off, off mic, that he didn't really get sullied in the cheating scandal so much. I think Boston would really like him. So I think the center field issue is, is tied with pitching one-on-one-A. I mean, I, you can't Springer's just... Springer's a good player, too. I mean, you're going to get... And he's a good locker room guy. Yeah, he's Fans good. will like him. Uh, and I, I got think, nothing bad to say against George. Yeah, I mean... It, it, some hard hand. Yeah, he's just... Hard hitting. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You got that right. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. This is always 
is fan base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. You can enjoy this podcast wherever you get your podcast, And also go on Twitter and respond to us. Let us know what you think. And YouTube we'll too. Yep, that's right. And we'll see you next time. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.